Welcome to Community Beyond Camo, where we discuss everything military spouse and beyond. I am Kristen Jacobs, a mom and former military spouse turned successful entrepreneur. I've gathered years of experience and some crazy stories about navigating the unique challenges that we face as military spouses while working on our relationships, our family, and building our own careers. Each week, myself and my guests are going to bring you stories that inspire you to keep going when things get tough, give you a laugh, and let's be honest, sometimes a good cry when you need it the most. You'll leave this podcast feeling connected, supported, and ready to tackle whatever life or the military throws your way. We are here for each other. We are a community beyond camo. Let's get to it. Welcome to Community Beyond Camo, where today I'm going to dive into the beginning of my military spouse journey, falling in love with a man in the military. Who's with me? Remember the whirlwind romance of falling in love with your person in uniform? This looks different for all of us, there is no doubt, but there's one thing that remains true. It gets real fast after the honeymoon phase. But before we dive into this, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and leave a review if you enjoy our episodes. Your support means the world to me, and it helps others to find our show and join this community that we're building beyond camo. So here we go right into it. It was 2008, and I was at a crossroads in life, if you will. I was working my first full-time job after college, so For a while, I was working full-time in a law firm, but then moved into my first full-time job, like real job after college, where I was actually using my degree. And I had just ended a five-year relationship that I had been in and sold the home that I had purchased three years prior. So, you know, I was dealing with a few things, including some knee issues. I was in my mid-20s. And turns out I have synovial chondromatosis in my right knee. It's a rare joint condition. This will come up in more detail in future episodes because it definitely relates directly to my military spouse journey. So I had just come out of that long-term relationship and, and I was working on rehabbing my knee, maybe losing a little weight. I felt stuck. I just I just felt stuck in a lot of ways. I was... <laughs> watching a lot of TV because I was rehabbing my knee. I couldn't do a ton. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I I can get heavily influenced by what I watch. So I was watching a lot of forgetting Sarah Marshall at the time and wanting to go to Hawaii and like just take a trip and escape to Hawaii and deal with everything I was going through. I was also watching a lot of The Devil Wears Prada and looking at jobs in New York City, entertaining, just straight up moving to New York. I was, you know, happy with where I was, but felt like I wasn't really going anywhere. And so one night I was sitting there. I was watching my parents' house while they were out of town. I was rather low. I was <laughs> I was on a diet of red wine dark chocolate and reduced fat cheeses. It sounds strange. I found it delicious. However, I do not recommend (laughs) trying this. So I was on Facebook. I was scrolling Facebook and noticed that some of my friends 
were all becoming friends with a familiar name. I checked it out and I clicked add friend. Turns out it was one of my loves, my little puppy love from middle school and who I hadn't seen since, since high school. And so we reconnected. He started messaging me. Next thing I know, we're on the phone. We talk for hours and that continues for a couple of weeks. And then he comes down to visit for the first time. It, it was really quite crazy to me who is a big believer in timing is everything. We just picked right back up where we left off. Like no time had passed. It was just a whirlwind of a romance, like right from the start. And so he came to visit. And I think that we were visiting each other every two weeks after that. He was in Memphis, Tennessee, active duty Navy. And I was in Georgia. So there was about an eight hour drive. And I swear those first few months, adrenaline just drove us. Like it felt like no time at all. We were just so excited to get to where the other person was. And so, you know, four months passed and he proposed really fast, really fast. And I said yes. And I began looking for job opportunities in Memphis. And this is where the challenge started to come into play. Because, you know, for us, the distance wasn't necessarily a challenge. It was, it kept it exciting. We got to see each other regularly. Thankfully, we weren't that far away from each other. So it made it easier. But it was 2008. And if anyone remembers 2008, some may call it the Great Recession. So it made job hunting extra challenging. And also keep in mind, I was job hunting in a state that I didn't live for a relationship that was not currently permanent. And so I got a lot of roadblocks on that like, that career, that search for, for my next career. Employers, one interview asked, you're just engaged. What if the engagement is called off? What if you don't get married? Are you still going to move to Memphis? Are you still going to be here? Are you still going to want this job? And, you know, at the time, I was just kind of kind of taken aback by that. Like, of, of course this is going to work. Of course I'm going to be here. We're going to get married. Why are you questioning this? But that's just the employer was trying to protect themselves. And, you know, they weren't trying to hire someone who was only going to be there for a little while. But I finally found the right fit with a job in finance as a manager in training. And can I tell you that leading up to that job interview, I printed off the company vision and mission. I had it on my bulletin board at work in Georgia. I looked at it every day. I prepped for industry conversation. I looked at hot topics in the industry that I could bring into that. And and it was amazing. And I got the job and I moved to Memphis. But that was January 2009. And, you know, whenever you move in with your significant other, there are going to be some transitions. There are going to be some adjustments. And I noticed some red flags outside of just the normal transition and adjustment. My, my fiance had an ex-wife and a son. And he seemed to still at times be so incredibly 
angry about the situation and when dealing with his ex-wife. And so funny story, side note, I actually introduced him to his ex-wife when we were in high school on a summer church camp. She was there from Texas with her church camp. We were there from Georgia and they stayed in touch. Crazy times. They stayed in touch, got married, had a child. And it didn't work out, unfortunately. But I ended up, because of that just anger and frustration I saw him have, I ended up taking on a lot of the, the communication and responsibility in regard to the ex-wife and the son. And this decision had a long-term effect on our relationship. And at the time, I was doing it to try to help out, to try to ease the tension, to try to make sure that he still got to see his son because that was important to me. I knew it had to be important to him. And so I did what I needed to do. But like I said, we'll get into it in a future episode, how that played out in the long run. So we were married in August of 2009. We honeymooned in Jamaica. We were married in August, but let me tell you, military spouses, you may have had a similar situation. I really wanted an October wedding. My parents' anniversary was October. My grandparents' anniversary was October. And they had two of the strongest marriages that I had seen in my my life. And so I really thought that October was the, the month. But we got news that he might be deployed. So we moved it up. Thankfully, that deployment fell through but we kept our August wedding date and that's what we went through with. But, you know, it's funny how even before we were married, the military was playing a role in what we did in our lives. So needless to say, after the initial excitement of the wedding and the honeymoon, reality hit hard. We both came into the relationship with baggage. And me, I had expectations I had expectations of my husband was a physical therapy tech. I had expectations of him working on my knee like every day. I had expectations of us finding a church home and and getting involved. And I had expectations of us going out and having fun and spending time with his friends on a more regular basis than we were doing. But here, here's the thing about expectations. I didn't share them with him. He had no idea. He had no idea. And some of the expectations I had were just off the wall, unrealistic, like seriously, but but they were there. And so subconsciously, I was feeling let down with him not even having done anything to let me down. And I know that he probably had expectations too, like, oh, she's going to clean the house every day and do all the things that I do not do. (laughs) I hire people for that. I am not great at it, especially at that age. I I wasn't. It it was a learning experience, right? You're going to have that early on in your marriage, especially if it's the the person that you're living with for the first time. You're merging two households. You're merging two individual personalities. But this was the beginning of our story. And just like ours, yours may not always be roses, rainbows, and butterflies. There are going to be challenges. Anytime two individuals come together and they're being themselves, they're being their true self, it's not meant to be perfect. It, you're, you're meant to find that, that 
transition, that compromise, that love, that understanding of each other while still being yourself. And little did we know at the time, we hadn't even begun to experience challenges. But it's how you work together through the hard times that make the sweet times that much sweeter. So I learned some crucial lessons and most of them were learned in hindsight. So I hope that this shares um, some best practices, some things to look out for, some things to think about and do uh, prior to getting married, (laughs) especially to your military guy. Because let me tell you, any amount of time you're married to your military guy is going to seem like double the amount of time you're together. You're you're going to feel like you've been together for 10 years when you've been together too with everything you're going to go through. But I wrote down some lessons that I learned during this phase of our relationship. And I think that they're lessons we can all learn from. So my hope is that in sharing my story, it keeps you from some of the same mistakes in the beginning of your journey or throughout your journey as a couple. So there's five of them. Number one, <clears throat> help, but don't enable. It's it's essential to support your partner, but not to the point where you're enabling unhealthy behaviors or behaviors that could become unhealthy or cause resentment in your relationship down the road. So this is, this is I think, also a part of understanding who you are, knowing yourself, knowing your boundaries, and, and having the foresight to anticipate what actions or inactions you are taking that could cause issue later down the road. Uh, a lot of the decisions I made early on were made to to put a Band-Aid on things that probably should have been talked about, should have been worked through, should have been resolved then and there. And not doing that and taking on more responsibility or not voicing how I was feeling caused issues later on down the road that we had to deal with. and And I don't want that for you. So number two communicate openly. Talk about your feelings, concerns, and expectations. That's vital for a healthy relationship. And I know it can be hard. I I was very careful about what I communicated in my marriage to my military guy. He had a history in his family of depression and self-harm. And the last thing that I wanted was to do anything or say anything that could potentially endanger or harm him. And so in that, early on, I felt that I was strong enough for both of us, that I could make it through. I could get through this season without bothering him with how I was feeling and what I was going through. And that was not a wise decision. Um, Make sure you're always communicating openly. And if there are issues that come out of that, there's help that you can get. (laughs) And I highly encourage that. Um, But make sure you're communicating. Uncommunicated expectations. Uncommunicated expectations are relationship killers. Assumptions lead to misunderstandings and conflicts. Always express your expectations clearly And compromise, number four, compromise in your life, you're going to have to compromise 
Not everything is going to go according to plan. Not everything is realistic that we want. And so it's important when we're working with another person and we're building a life together, work together to create expectations that work for where you are in your life. Learn to compromise. Learning to compromise can save a relationship. And I'm not saying be bulldozed. And I'm not saying go with whatever the other person wants. Communicate and be willing to work together to find the solution. So number five and the last one, do not lose yourself in your relationship. This is especially important for those of us who get married young. Don't lose yourself in your relationship. You may not fully know who you are. So it's easy to get swept up in the relationship that is driving your life. <laughs> Every decision that's being made is made for his career, her career, and you're going along with it. Don't get lost in that process. Work on knowing who you are. Find things in that process that you can work on that make you happy, that make you feel fulfilled. Maintain your individuality. Don't get, in, don't get lost in the whirlwind of love. Maintain that individuality. A healthy relationship is built on two whole individuals. Work to, to build the other person up. And I, my hope for you is that they're also working to build you up. But also remember, <laughs> marriage is never 50-50. Never. Never 50-50. That's like an ideal situation is when you're both contributing equally. But that's not the way it works. There are going to be times in your marriage, in your relationship, where you're going to have to pick up slack for the other person when they're going through things and vice versa. It's what you do for the people you care about. So just keep that in mind. And, and remember, no, no journey is easy, especially one where the government dictates so much of your life. But stick with it. Stick with it. You're going to learn so much along the way about love, patience, and the importance of self-discovery. I had an incredibly wonderful whirlwind romance. I got to experience so many things being married to my military guy that I wouldn't have otherwise. But in the end, we were able to make our marriage work. And we'll get into the rest of my story episode by episode. But one thing I remember being told when we were having trouble was it seems hard now. There may be pieces of your relationship that are broken. But if you can weather the storms, if you can stick together and maintain that commitment to each other, it, it's so much better on the other side. And what I have learned since in my current marriage and, and knowing what other people have gone through that I know that I'm very close to you're going to have hard times. You're going to have really hard times. There's always, if you stay married long enough, you're going to look back on your marriage and you're going to remember, man, I didn't think we were going to make it through that. But you can. Now, I do also want to say physical abuse is where I draw the line. 
Don't try to work it out necessarily or stay with someone when you are in danger. That's just my sidebar. We'll continue to have these conversations later throughout the the podcast. But I want to thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Community Beyond Cameral. If you have a story to, to share or a topic you'd like to explore, please don't hesitate to reach out. And, and also, if you relate to any piece of the story, leave us a review. Let us know what you relate to in the comments. We really appreciate you. Until next time, thanks for joining us on Community Beyond Camo. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Community Beyond Camo. 